0: Going on, folks. It's the Live Life Aggressively podcast with Sincere Hogan, Mike Mahler. A lot of great stuff going on, man. It's been a very good—I guess you could say—a good start to 2014. You know, I'm gonna harp on this for a little while, man, because <laughs> my—I my, think what gets me going is I look at the stats right before we start the show. So it's kind of like a nice little energy boost right there as we get ready to crack right. the mic open before the show. So I'm looking at these numbers. It's been a little—it's been a little ridiculous, and I'm liking that. So definitely, the word is getting out there about the show and audiences growing. And, you know, with that, that's the reason why we've decided to do a couple things this year. And that's why we're going to talk about that right now. What do you think?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, we got a great course coming up. You know, what's funny is that the show is starting to get very popular. And I was looking at Scott Shelter's Facebook page the other day. He was on the show yesterday. And someone on there was going, wow, you're on that show? You know, that show is awesome. And that's that's becoming a really popular podcast. So, like, the word started to get out that, now, now when it, when, now when someone's on the show, people are impressed that that person's on the show, which is good for us. Like, wow, you guys, yeah. if you're on that show, man. You must be pretty high level. So that, that's when you yeah. know you've got something going. Yeah, yeah so that's pretty man. cool.
0: Well, I mean, really just look at the cool. caliber, look at the caliber of guests that we've had, man, in in the, time, the short time that right. we've been on here. Right. From, I mean, in in nine months, almost nine months, man, we've. We've had some kick-ass guests, and today is no exception, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. And, yeah, well, I
1: mean, yeah. let's be honest. I mean, we've had Sincere Hogan and Mike Mahler on the show many times. And Boom, really I mean, come on. You can't do that. I mean, fast. come on, people. <laughs> people are like, I mean, you've got to have some good guests. I'm like, yeah, we're also on it every single time, too, man.
2: But don't forget that part. Right? You know? When
1: I was on Superhuman Radio, Carl told me I was one of the highest downloaded guests. So now you can listen to me and Sincere every week on this show. So all, yep. all of you people at Superhuman Radio should be over here listening to me if you like me so much <laughs> over there. How about that? You know? <laughs> all right. Oh, so man. in September, we, we, uh, we made an announcement yesterday, an official announcement, that in September, 21st, 22nd, the so weekend in Las Vegas, it's going to be a two-day workshop with Sincere Hogan, Ken Blackburn, Steve Cotter, and myself, Mike Mahler. It's going to be a killer workshop. If you're not excited about that, then, you know, go move to uh, Antarctica or something
2: because, you know, you don't even
1: deserve to be in this country. You're not taking <laughs> advantage of what this country has to offer. Just get out of here. Just go, man. We don't need you here. Now, no. this, this course is going to be incredible. It's going to be priced very reasonably. Okay? Now, we know most courses are getting ridiculous these days. Some people are charging $3,000 for a certification. People are charging $1,000 for a one-day course where you're not getting jack shit out of it, let's be honest. Right. Here we're going to have four experts bringing pure content, not going to be any dicking around. It's going to be four hours each of great content. We're and going to go have on. social activities, exactly, social activities afterwards. We're going to, it's just going to be an experience, man. It's going to be a great time. So yeah. what we want you to do is you, you, if you want to get on our VIP list, which means you're going to get first dibs at the cheapest price possible for this course – What you need to do is either send me or Sincere an email, Mike at Podcast.com, Sincere at Podcast.com. We will put you on that list so that when we make an announcement, we're going to give you a special link that you can use to get the lowest price possible. If you're not on this list, you're not going to get that offer. So you don't don't just say, oh, cool, I'll I'll look out for that when these guys make an announcement. No, there isn't going to be an announcement for the VIPs. You have to send us an email so we have you on the list. So we can contact you when we push that offer out there.
0: So, you know, being a subscriber to this show has its benefits, folks. Membership has its benefits, just like American <laughs> Express always says. So, and the thing that we're talking about here, this VIP list is exclusively for our podcast listeners out there. Right. So take advantage of this. And it doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to be in the States to come to this thing. I, mean, no. I, don't, I don't feel like I have to say this, but sometimes you just have to. <laughs> you right. know, I, don't, I don't want to assume. So, and, and I like to say this because I look at the stats, I see that outside of the U.S., our biggest audience is coming from the U.K. It's coming from Australia. It's coming from New Zealand and, um, oh, man, and Canada. So guess what? You've got some time. Canada, you have no excuse. You're, you're on top of us, so just drop on down. Come on down here, man. But everyone else overseas come experience this because, honestly, to get the four of us in a room at the exact same time for two days is probably – it'll never happen again. It'll never right. happen again. And Honestly, just to have Steve in the U.S., that'll probably never happen again as far as teaching the course. So take advantage of this. Don't think that this is going to happen next year or something like that, especially you guys have been hearing Mike for the last eight months. I mean, honestly, just to get him to do this, that was pretty – and that was pretty major. Was I mean, I mean,
1: I mean Ken, Ken's not even allowed to check his mailbox man, without his girlfriend's permission. So, I mean, <laughs> to get him out to Las Vegas for two days, Man, I mean,
0: it's late, is man. that a bus? Is that a bus he just got thrown under? Was that a bus? <laughs> <laughs> He's been a, you
1: can't throw a guy under a bus who lives under it, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh,
2: okay.
0: Now, see, hold on. Uh, see. just. You'll get this, along with great training, all 48 hours in Vegas. I'm telling you yeah, the, comedic, the comedic
1: content has gone up way – I've been teaching a lot overseas and everywhere, so believe me, my, my comedic timing has gotten a lot better. It's, it's going to be vastly improved when you come out to this course. Now, it's going to be a great time. We'll have detailed information on all of our websites in the weeks to come. We're looking at – we're just putting together the course material, detailed info on what each person will teach, all the logistics. We're going to look into hotel discounts we're going to look into restaurant discounts we're going to look into Las Vegas show discounts so again I mean, we want to make this an experience it's not going to be where you come out to a course and then all the instructors leave and then everybody's hanging out at Motel 6 watching Night Rider <laughs>
2: you know I mean
1: <laughs> we're going we're to we're we, we want to make ourselves acceptable to all the students mm-hmm. and in particular, the attractive female clients. <laughs> That's another story. No, I'm just kidding. just kidding there. Not but kidding. Uh, no. no, we're going to – it is Vegas after all, okay? So we're going we're gonna to have a good time with that. We'll get more information out there. Okay, before we get to our guests, one more thing. I wanted to – I just got a great testimonial. I've been getting a ton of testimonials from my testosterone booster. It's been out since March of last year, so it's coming on a year now. And I've, I have over 50 solid testimonials on my website and to be honest, I've had a 2% non-responder rate as well. Obviously, I'm not going to post those because why would I? It's not good for business. But anyway, 2% of the people that buy don't get results for whatever reason. Maybe, maybe they're just whipped so far that there's no point of return for them. Who knows what the reason is? But anyway, 2%. The rest of the people are getting great results, and some people are getting exceptional results. And one guy, Ian McClish, I'm just going to read this email he sent me. Mike, I just had to tell you how awesome this product is. Honestly, I wasn't expecting too much. No offense intended. My last total testosterone test, my last test for total testosterone was 275, which is really low, folks. Last time he had it checked. I took one bottle of your stuff and had a blood test on the last day of the cycle, 45 days in, so he took two caps a day, and my total T was up to 879. He said he would have been yeah. happy with 600. He's like, this is incredible. I feel strong. I feel great. Thank you so much. Okay, 275 to 879 is a 300% increase. That's incredible. 275 means you feel like crap. You're estrogen dominant. You've got the T levels of a menopausal woman. And now he's got 879, which is high level testosterone level. I mean, 879 means you're at the, at the very high end of normal. So you're feeling fantastic. That's like a high normal for a 25-year-old. So imagine how much better this guy feels. Damn right, he's feeling a lot better. Imagine a anyway, <laughs> Imagine
2: yeah, his exactly. significant
1: other is feeling these days. <laughs> you know exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then and he's not. He's not alone. I've got testimonials from my, my friend Ryan Crossley went from 330 to 863, and uh, my friend Dave Gunner went up 127 points. Chad Ellis went from 660 to 8. 45 i believe in 30 days and these are all these are all nice numbers man and, and forget about just improving numbers on a piece of paper people are talking about mood increases big increase in sex drive big improvements in body composition stronger on the gym you're feeling a lot better you know who cares what a number on a piece of paper is if you still feel like crap the number is just a way to measuring if you're going in the right direction but a lot of the other feedback that people are getting are giving me because not everyone's going to get lab work done is that they just feel fantastic you no, know, right. one got one guy was it was really funny. He was like, You know what? I've been taking this for a while. Other than feeling great, I haven't noticed that much. I was like, Well, don't you think feeling great is pretty damn good it in style. What else do you want to feel, man? You you wanna feel great is you, you know you to, I
0: mean what what's left? I mean, like, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, feel feeling great, feeling but, uh, great encompasses quite a bit, but doesn't I'm it? still not there yet, man. I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: you no, know, feeling great is overrated, but I know there's more. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm like, dude. What do you want to feel? I mean, do you want enlightenment? What do you want? Do you want to start levitating? Yeah, exactly. Or?
1: This guy's like, I was expecting to see Jesus for the first <laughs> time, and that didn't happen, and I'm disappointed. <laughs> no, but speaking of feeling great, we have an expert in that department who's helped a lot of people feel great. People with gut issues, people with hormonal issues, people with so old oh, back pain, body pain. and This guy just encompasses expertise in so many different areas, and that's our good friend, Doctor Peter Rouse. Peter, how you doing, Mike?
3: Hey guys, I'm going well.
1: Good. It's great to have you back. Last time you were on last month and it was one of our most popular shows ever and people were very hungry to have you come back, especially to talk about nootropics. But before we get on to the topic of nootropics, I just wanted to get your professional feedback on just a theory I had in my mind about total testosterone and free testosterone in athletes. And to just sum it up for people that are not familiar Basically, when we look at blood work, we like to look at total testosterone, which is basically the entire reservoir that you have, that you are producing in terms of how much testosterone you're producing. And then there's free testosterone, which is how much you're utilizing, how much you have access to. So often doctors will say, look, total testosterone is not that important. It's the free number that tells you what you have access to. So you want to focus on that. But I was reading a really good article on Planet Muscle where the editor made a point of Jeff Everson made a point of saying that often free levels can be low in athletes because we're training hard. Those of us that lift weights, you know, not running marathons, stuff like that, but lifting weights where we're really activating androgen receptor uptake, meaning that the androgen receptors in your muscles are gonna soak up that testosterone. So often your free level may end up being lower on the blood test, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have low levels of testosterone. At least that's that's where I'm going with this. Peter, what's your whole take on that? Where 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 are you coming on that?
3: Uh, well, let's have a look at the testosterone levels. and when you get a blood test, you know, first off, you've got to remember that the blood test is based on the reference range on the blood test is based on the state average, not actually on any kind of uh, actual figure. So right. the average people getting tested these days are pretty much sick people. So, you know, working on the a- the average reference range is probably not the best idea anyway to start with. Um, and you've got to look at an individual level too on a genetic scale because, uh, you know, with the uh, androgen receptor, you actually have a, a, a genetic um, polymorphism that actually can affect the uptake of the testosterone depending on the length of the tag attached to the angiogen receptor. I
1: see.
3: Um, so, you know, individuals who you know, may have a, a longer uh, glutamate tag, may have an uh, instance of where their testosterone, free testosterone may uh, test lower than what it would normally do on someone with a normal or shorter uh, tag attached to the androgen receptor. The, that's kind of one thing that people don't take into consideration. Well, I mean, where, where I'm
1: know. going is with with, with blood tests, I mean, my, my take on blood tests is that Whatever you, whatever the blood test measures is testosterone that's floating around your bloodstream, but that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that it's going to anything useful. Well, so my, my take is you could have really high levels, but that but does that mean that it's actually being picked up in a beneficial way?
3: Well, that's true. I mean, if you're looking at total free, I mean, that's kind of uh, even that's kind of irrelevant too. You got to look at other factors, prolactin levels, sex hormone binding right. globulin, and compare those too. Right. Um, right. In saying that, though, exercise individuals we should see an elevation in testosterone in general from exercise as long as they're not over training of course um, so there's a kind of like a balance there I think what you want to do is get a, a regular uh, testing done so you can actually monitor your individual levels, whether they're changing, you know, any kind of dramatic amount up or down. And I think you know some individuals may do very well on a lower free testosterone, like you say, they may have a right. high receptor uptake on the androgen receptor, and naturally show maybe free testosterone is lower because they're utilizing it much better. Right. Exactly. So I think exactly. best to monitor your own levels and look at the numbers over a period of time. Yeah, Peter, right. In your opinion, what is the what is the better? test to take I mean
0: do you suggest blood test saliva or a 24-hour urine test what's, what's a better alternative in your opinion for testosterone yes get,
3: well yeah, can I, 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 the blood tests are going to be in more efficient levels the saliva yeah. test is not very very accurate at all. but the advantage of doing saliva if we're looking at adrenal function is that you can take that you know looking at a, a levels over the, the entire day of cortisol and, and DHA sulfate you can look at that in a more normal environment if you have to go to the doctor and get a blood draw four times a day I think you might have a stressful day and that right. Out- <laughs> right so you know it's going to be a little bit more more real of what's actually going to be a normal day for you um, where you just had to spit into a little tube and, and, and send it away in the courier the next day so I think for like you're looking at adrenal function the saliva test is going to be far uh, better than doing a blood test. but if you're looking at um, blood tests you know, fasted levels first taken in the morning make sure you don't train the day before because that actually can affect levels including because uh, actually can affect blood glucose insulin levels and that also will have an influence on sex hormone globulin. so you know, these factors take into consideration if you know you're going to get a blood draw don't train the day beforehand as well and do of course a faster test and your blood test is going to be pretty accurate
1: now with sex hormone binding globulin isn't that a tr- it's a transport hormone so it, couldn't it be bound up with that because it's being transported to somewhere useful rather than being deactivated or is it just being
3: deactivated? Well often yeah, you know, it's like 90 percent 95 percent deactivated so when you okay. have a high levels of sex hormone binding globulin depending on how high you're talking um, I've seen extremely high levels you know I, I like to see on the lower scale actually I mean that the norm they say for uh, say 25 year olds around a 35 mark um, I prefer to see between like the 25 to 35 mark on everybody I mean it doesn't matter if you're aging whether you a hundred years old or or, or right. 25 I mean a hundred I think the levels around yeah. about the 65 to 70 mark. so it's basically double that of what a 25 year old is and remembering that okay six on one blind goblin is going to be higher in a hundred year old but their, their total testosterone is going to be much, much lower too, probably half or a quarter of a 25-year-old. So this even means that their actual free testosterone is going to be you know, in the bucket.
1: You know, I don't mind that people that are 100 have low low levels because they shouldn't be having sex anyway. Let's be honest. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to see 100. Hey, man, wants, I'm going to be. Nobody, nobody wants to be a 100-year-old guy hitting it, okay?
3: <laughs> Remember, I'm living to 180. I've got to keep it
0: gap. <laughs> hey man, Hugh Heffner pushing the, hes pushing that envelope right now, man.
1: <laughs> well, well, Peter Peter has an Asian wife, so she's she's gonna she's gonna age nicely, especially with his routine. So I I can see his motivation. But the average person out there, let's be honest, man, when they're a hundred, we don't want to see them doing anything.
3: <laughs> I don't want to see them doing
1: it now. <laughs> when people, yeah, well, when people are a hundred, think about people. When you're a hundred, you look like you're a hundred. No one looks at someone who's a hundred and goes, "Wow, you look like you're only 80. Now, you look. When someone when someone's a hundred, man, they look like you know. Those people that are seventy that look like they're fifty, no doubt. But there's there's a certain age, at least with the technology now, where when you're you're at that age, you look at man, no matter what you can do, and maybe you know you could care less. You're like, hey, I'm a hundred, so f off, you know. But any person I've seen who's a hundred, they look like they're a hundred, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this one. I'm not trying to see that at all, man. No,
3: not at all. Like,
1: I don't see anything. Well, I live in Las Vegas here. Okay, I'm not <laughs> sure <if> you are. <laughs> I think
3: you just changed the rating of the show. <laughs> is, I
0: don't think you can get it. Sh- it. It can't get any worse, man. We are talking about anal bleaching. You know, this, this, but out of the last 53 this, episodes, exactly. anal bleaching has been the topic of like the least 40 of. Yeah, exactly. This is not a show.
1: <laughs> Yeah, the fact, I'm, I'm sure we offend people weekly, but you know what? I bet those people keep coming back to get offended again because that's, that's <laughs> yeah. how you get it. funny I how that work. For, Hey, it worked for Howard Stern. It's going to work for us, too. <laughs> Boom. All right.
0: Now if we can just get some of Howard's money. That would be great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, both of us have websites that have higher ranking than Kid Rock, so we're going in the right direction. We just need hey. to get
0: to his income level now. <laughs> yeah, Either one of us had a day sure or crow to do it. How about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, hey, we have higher website ranking than Kid Rock, Lincoln Park, Hollywood Undead. I was looking up all my favorite bands. I'm like, hey, we got these I- guys. You guys should be coming to us to help you promote your your tours, man. <laughs> but they're
0: like, can you sing? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
1: like, no, I can't. But I but I could but I could sustain the career I have probably longer <laughs> than anything else. <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's get into what you're – actually, let's get into just what nootropics are for people that have never heard that term before. And then let's get into some of your favorites and the benefits that you've experienced.
3: Okay. So, well, with nootropics, I guess it's kind of an area that's been um, popularized, I guess, by that movie Limitless. So you guys have seen that one, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. One of my favorites.
3: Well, we're not quite at that point yet, but we're actually getting pretty close as far as, you know, conjugal enhancement. Um, it comes down to the individual as well. I mean, if you're starting off with Nike or 50, then you may be struggling to kind of get to, a, a, you know, that extreme level of a, um, conjugate function, but there's a lot we can do, you know, for Micah I guess uh, we can we can work with you, but, you know, it may never happen. Um, so what we're looking at with the nootropics is, is, is really primarily a classification of drugs, and they are drugs, not nutritional supplements. However, nowadays they're looking at um, a series of nutritional supplements that can actually uh, go hand in hand with the nootropic drugs to help with with that. Um, number one, probably on the nootropic drugs, is the Racetam, and that's been around one of the longest that's been around. Its safety record is, is extremely high. It's safer, you know, on the chart, it's actually safer than salt. So um, That's over-the-counter, isn't it? Paracetam, is that what
1: you said? Yeah, or? All, all yeah, these, yeah, yeah all that's, that's over-the-counter.
3: All these ones are over-the-counter. You can actually right. go online. There's actually a number of good um, online places that you can actually get some of these. Um, their websites, uh, do you want me to name one so people can kind of start looking? I
1: have well, we nothing should- to do with them. We can, uh, maybe, maybe you can email them to us, and I'll email it to yeah. sincere, and we'll, yeah. we'll include it in
3: the show notes. Yeah, I mean, there's a list of a few. You can actually even get them on uh, eBay and, and Amazon and stuff like that. But uh, Yeah, but
1: paracetam of- is everywhere. You can get it in a powder at dot Vitacost.com carries it. And paracetam is really interesting. In about three to five grams, I've played around with it before. It's, it's really interesting stuff. Quite a few people have a, a pro-sexual benefit from it as well, meaning that, let's put it this way, how do, how do, I, how do I phrase this? If you're if you're someone who uh, finishes the race before it gets started, you may find that parasitab helps you quite a bit. So it helps sustain
0: you. the race a, a, <laughs> a <bit. laughs> You might yeah. get around you might get around the track a couple more times on that horse, okay? If someone gets
1: a little bit too excited <laughs> and you tend,
0: tend to finish
1: before the the fun is started, then you know you may find parasitab helps with that.
3: <laughs> well, On top of that, it actually does help with memory too, which is I guess a second bonus. <laughs> um there's, there's a whole series of the Racetam, so as you say the paracetam which one it was just the original um one of the racetam family and more recently is uh new which is kind of a more new generation one which we'll cover. Oh. Uh but there's actually a lot more to just using the nootropics to enhance uh conjugative function because these other factors you have gotta take in consideration before you wanna start looking at taking these stacks. Um, like we were talking about that last show, we we're talking about how the telomeres are the sh- stick of dynamite with the shortest fuse. Well, you know, the contract function may even be the one with the second shortest fuse after that. Oh. So, so one of the things we see nowadays is, you know, you see the rise in and neurological diseases are up, yeah, you know, phenomenally. Uh, Alzheimer's, you know, has increased 300-fold. Yeah, you know, all these neurological disorders have gone up, and something else we're noticing is IQ is lowering. So. Yeah, you know, something you got to look at first is okay. Why are these diseases going up? It's not a, a, a deficiency in these um, nootropics. There's other factors before that that we want to look at. And I guess the biggest one. Two,
1: word, two words, Peter. Reality. Reality TV. TV. I think that sums up why I's well, going a lot lower.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't even have a, a TV like you know, hooked up like that. I only have it up yeah, for, uh, for for watching education TV. Actually, I don't actually have watch TV. So. Right um apart from uh, Zeno and Hercules of course I watch the repeats on it all the time
2: <laughs> just, just, just to see
1: your highlight reel out right <laughs>
3: we'll, we'll put something together for you soon
1: yeah, um, you should you should put together a highlight reel because uh, I'll be honest, man, I did a little website surfing trying to find you on those shows. And to my disappointment, okay. I couldn't find okay. any clips of you on there, so I was, I was I'm hoping. I'm totally going
3: I'm wondering what you're going <laughs> to do with that. So I don't know. I might have to go on and buy the watch to them and actually, you know, make sure that they never get. <laughs> new yeah, Al-
1: Al- Alicia told me you were on Oz a couple times as well. I won't even mention. I won't even mention the character you played. <laughs> we're on not there. talking uh,
0: Oz as in Australia either.
3: Yeah, we're talking <laughs>
1: Oz, the, the
0: prison drama <laughs> that <was> on HBO. <laughs> yeah,
3: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a tough life, but, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so would you also contribute that also, Peter, to just the, the, what's going on with our food supply and, exactly. and all that as well and, at, and the lack of nutrients and also just all of the carcinogens that are in, in our environment as well, that is bringing the IQs down? Oh, yeah. I
3: mean, look at, uh, I mean, this is a controversial topic, but it's actually, I mean, there's it's, it's so much science behind it. Is Look what they do with the water supply, fluoridization. You know, right. they add fluoride in the toothpaste. They add fluoride in the water. I mean, well, let, let's filter.
1: talk about that actually yeah, yeah we had a guy on last week who was trying to be Bro. very diplomatic about yeah. fluoride because his wife's a dentist, but let, let's get the real t- i mean I, I I have strong views on fluoride personally in, in terms of the negatives, but I'm yeah, curious what, what you have to say about it
3: well, wow. okay, do you know when fluoride is first introduced into water supply
1: yeah, I think it was i think it was i think it was during uh, World War World VIII. War two. Yeah. As a way to it was like a population control measure, if I if I recall the research. Well correctly. they used
3: it they used it in the concentration camps the Nazis did to basically right, right. sedate the, you know, population in the camps to keep them, you know, mellow and uh right. operative. So, you know, that's kind of that was all based actually because the Russians that actually did the re- initial research on that but never implemented it. So, you know, looking at the research on fluoride, I mean the premise for introducing into the supply system into water supply was based on a single study they did which was basically fraudulent because what they did was they did a study on two different cities that had independent water supply and uh, one water supply was added fluoride, the other was not and then during over a period of uh, many years they uh, also did some dental hygiene education in both cities just basic and they reported that the city with the fluoride uh, Introduced into water, actually, dental health improved. But what they failed to report was the city without the fluoride also improved the same amount. So they just took one data point and said, you know, went to Congress, look at this, you know, we've got an improvement in dental health in the city with fluoride, um, let's add fluoride to the water supply. Um, there's some thoughts about with the Agenda 21 and with that, you know, with that and thought, how they're using fluoride to maybe, as you say, population control or controlling the population. Bit more probably the better way of putting it. So right. the introduction of fluoride into the you know, system, water system and into toothpaste. I mean, people don't realise. You eat a whole pack of uh, fluoride toothpaste. Chances are you're going to die, die from fluoride poisoning. Mm. That's why it says on the on the side yeah, of the to swallow toothpaste, it. if you swallow, consult you know, medical help immediately. But they want you right. to drink the stuff. Hmm. I mean, yeah. it doesn't really make sense. And remember, where does it come from? It's an industrial byproduct. Waste byproduct,
2: right?
3: So right. they're just being right. paid to eliminate a waste byproduct. They would not normally have to pay to get rid of. And
1: then, then you look at people. The whole, the whole stuff about teeth health, I always thought was nonsensical anyway. Because if you, if you look at people in Kenya, like the Maasai, these people yeah. have, have lived uh, like a prehistoric lifestyle, and they, they don't even brush their teeth. They just use a little toothpick after meals. And they have the whitest yeah. teeth you'll ever see. They got thick gums, healthy gums white teeth, and then that's, not, that's not an uncommon occurrence when yeah. you go to underdeveloped parts of the world. Oh, got not, licorice I'm root. not talking about yeah. people in the city, like in India, living in the slums. I'm talking about people that are living on the outskirts still
0: living a traditional lifestyle. Yeah, you got some places where they're chewing on licorice, you know, licorice root. And you know, that's really popular, like in the Caribbean as well. And yeah, nice. their teeth are some of the, the brightest. And well, I've talked with Mike about this before. Even just using things as, as like coconut oil is I mean, far better I think, of killing germs and making your gum strong and, and protecting your oh, yeah. teeth
3: than, than, any,
0: than any toothpaste out there. And so, you know, I always tell my clients, you know, you should pull coconut oil, which is it's, it's an ancient, it's an old method. But another thing it's looking at my grandparents. My grandparents used to just brush their teeth with baking soda, okay, and their teeth were white. It were strong. You know, I think most of the time, like people from that generation, their teeth got worse when they started switch it over to toothpaste, and, and of I, course, the, you throw in some of the crappy food that's around now. But, um, you know, I just, I feel like my teeth are a lot cleaner and feel a lot better when I'm using baking soda. That's pretty much what I use, baking soda, and I use, like, Dr. Bonner's, and, you know, which is pretty much all natural yeah. oils. And I mix there's, there's, those things. together. There's
1: non-fluoridal, yeah, there's non-fluoridal yeah. toothpaste out there. I use one that's called uh, Perio something, I forget the name of it now, but it's, it's really good. There's non-fluoride yeah, mouthwashes it. out there. There's, there's, you also want to avoid sodium lauryl sulfate that causes a lot of, and so like blisters in your mouth and cold sores and things like yeah. that.
3: And, and that, and that's
1: definitely as well. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I mean, there, there's definitely higher quality
3: toothpaste that are an alternative. Are just make it yourself. I mean, make your own. It's what I do. Is I make my own too. And you know, it's it's not that difficult. You just throw a few ingredients into a jar, shake it up around a little bit, and you oh, uh, as simple as that. Yep. Uh, yeah. with, with the fluoride too, you got to remember there's actually been a number of studies now recently over the past five six years to show that fluoride actually lowers IQ. So, I mean, we know there's a a marker looking at low in IQ, the original study was done in China, but there's actually been now studies done in Europe and actually here in the United States. So when they've repeated these studies over and over, um, it's it's got some uh, validity behind those studies. So basically removing these neurotoxins, I mean, the other one, of course, people don't uh, probably think about so much is aspartame. Um, oh, yeah. Basically, it's in, right. in, in everything uh, that people are eating Diabetes. these days. Now, now,
1: Peter, with aspartame, I know phenylalanine is used partially to make it, but a lot of people feel that now that they get paranoid about phenylalanine as an amino acid because they think of aspartame. How is how is aspartame different than just straight phenylalanine?
3: Well, <laughs> there's a lot different. It's produced by genetically modified bacteria, so and right. there's there's a, there's a whole difference. Uh, scenario it's like comparing you know organic apples to you know frankenfish is not a right. different species right. you know right uh, that, I,
1: just, I, just, I just laugh when people go oh I don't want to take this you know alanine in it and I go that's not aspartame
3: no amino
1: amino acid that has a lot of benefits but you don't want to confuse the two
3: yeah no there's a big difference you know the thing is that people want a sweetener uh, right there is actually glycine the amino acid glycine which is actually a very good amino acid to be taken anyway and you can use glycine powder as a sweetener, if you really have to have a sweetener. Yeah. And, it and rib, well. what do you
1: think about ribose? Ribose combined with creatine salt, it would be expensive to use it as a sweetener.
3: Ribose, I mean, it is a sugar molecule. You could, you could combine, I mean, you could combine it uh, with the glycine to kind of produce a kind of a sweet taste without having to bulk it up because you you kind of right. both. Um, right. I mean, the best thing is, why do you need to eat, had a sweetener added to anything anyway?
1: Well, I agree. Right. I don't have right. a sweet tooth exactly. at all. That people are always shocked by that. Like, I, I I, never <laughs> crave sweets. I mean, to Yum. me, to me, fruits are sweet. To me, like that's yeah, a dessert my, for me. You
0: yeah. Know? Yeah, my wife always asks, even my daughters ask me, like, how do you just drink tea and, and coffee with nothing in it? I'm like because I actually want to know what it tastes like. <laughs> I don't want to be masked by some kind of sweetener or something like that. That's, that's one indicator I can tell if it's really going to be, if it's a good quality tea or coffee or something like that. But when you start pouring sugar in it, you need to have uh, sugar. I mean, Anytime uh, you need to have yeah, something exactly. other than food and water and shelter, then there's a problem. <laughs> okay, no, so. Sugar
1: is always sugar is always something with the brain chemical imbalance, the glucose yes. imbalance, combination of the two. You know I mean? Sugar cravings always come from some kind of neuro imbalance, in right. my opinion. So, I mean, that's, it, it's a sign that, you're not balanced at all when you're craving sugar. It could be candida. You could have a candida overgrowth, yeah. yeast overgrowth. You know that's common as well. Well, what, what what's your take on that, Peter? Actually, as a good segue. What do you what do you do with people when you have
3: clients that have sugar cravings? Well, you know I carry a gun, right?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sitting on this right next to me. Here I, I know
1: I know you carry quite a bit of stuff, Peter. But <laughs> I don't want to mention all of that stuff on the show because we, we, people are going to start thinking you're the Unabomber.
3: <laughs> um, so I'm not even going to go on that one but the, the,
1: well, I mean, we'll talk about it when you get off the show and be like, Oh guys, I was hanging out with Peter one time yeah. I'm going to get knocked
0: on the door in a minute
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: The NSA is like, yep, got him Alright, let's go, move on <laughs> I'm sure they're listening to this show now of
1: course. Well, I'd be disappointed if they aren't. You know, I
0: mean, all I've got to say know, is leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you are listening. Okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spend we the word if you're listening. Hey, the NSA is to us. Share it with all
1: of your coworkers so
3: we get <laughs> to hire <laughs> My you've got the NSA listening to our show. That's how popular we are. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> on the sugar sense, uh, getting people off sugar, um, <laughs> I don't really have to do too much. Uh, time I see most people, they're kind of at a point where – yeah, you know, they're pretty, pretty messed up. Um, so getting them off sugar is not as hard as actually getting them off grains, because of course grains we're we'll talking about. You know, like we're talking about uh, neurotoxins. Well, grains are actually in that category. So uh, we look at you know we from grains so that can be a really tough one because of course the grains affect the uh, opium receptors in the brain. It can be actually harder to come off that sometimes Is it because than of sugar. the gluten
1: Peter, or is it just because of the way grains are made nowadays, where the species are hybrided and and
3: just, uh, just combination first off, yeah. the whole glutamine thing uh, uh, mecycllu so sorry, sorry. Um, so first off with the the grains like you said today with the grains today that 's a whole different species than what it was fifty years ago or thirty years ago, even, so you know they've been really modified you know a lot since then, um, as far as the gluten uh, aspect of it is people don 't realize there's actually different sixteen different types of gluten there's this gluten is not a single uh, amino um, acid in in the uh, say for example wheat, it's actually in all grains so we're not just looking at wheat we're looking at you know, everything from rice um, corn, all these grains actually contains different types of gluten which actually can affect you and people don't realise that the whole market thing has been a little bit of a scam because they're kind of focused on one particular gluten, but there's actually other types that you may not get an immediate response from, but it's a slow degenerative uh, response that we see from that because the type of structure is slightly different, but still gluten. Hey, anyway, well, if anybody wants more information on the grain thing, just um, there's a good book out there called Grain Brain. worthwhile having yeah. a read of it. You can get it on Amazon probably. Yeah, there's one called
1: Grain Damage, which is really good. It's kind of like brain damage, grain damage. That's yeah. very good as well. So there's, there's definitely some good good information out there. I think I think grains are one of those things that far more people are intolerant to it than they realize, right. and it's it's one of those things where if you just grew up eating sandwiches, you just assume oh this is fine, and then you think okay what about sprouted bread or whole wheat yeah. bread? But it, you know sprout if, if you have, if you're if you're a grain intolerant, it doesn't really matter if it's sprouted or not. You're still going to be intolerant to it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's going to lessen to some of the uh, you know, toxins present, but still, yeah toxins toxins so with right. you're gonna get right it's
0: like you can have coke or you can have crack it's still gonna be cr- it's still coke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just depends how pure it is I mean come on it <laughs> also comes down
3: to like uh, you know we look at neurogenesis for example you know uh, expanding on the grain thing you know, grains can actually inhibit neurogenesis but then there's other things we want to look at with you know promoting neurogenesis and this kind of ties into the sugar thing too is that most people think that the brain needs sugar to fuel but it actually doesn't it can run perfectly well of hydroxy um, beta hydroxybutate which is uh, basically one of the ketone bodies that it's produced in the body, and. And actual fat well, why, why,
1: why do people yeah. feel so lightheaded though when they do really low-carb is it because they haven't adapted to it though because that's a common complaint when someone does Atkins
0: or someone does low-carb paleo yeah, is it, yeah or is, is it they're not getting enough fat because you know one of the things I was going kind to of explain is like look what your brain is mostly made of so you need to give it what it really is and you know it's just always been my theory right there but well, the, sometimes brain is it's just
1: made, just, the brain is made of fat but does that mean yeah. that fat is actually a good fuel for the brain Peter yeah, that's, yeah,
3: that's the question yeah yeah okay yeah. so yeah uh, Beta hydroxybutyrate is actually a better fuel than glucose for the brain. The problem is, most people doing low carb are doing too much protein. Protein is oh, okay. going to cause great gluconeogenesis and right, right. so So, protein wise, you're probably looking at, I mean, to get into full ketosis, you're looking at probably 0.7 to 1 gram of protein per kilogram of body weight, not pound, per kilogram. So, if you're 100 kilograms, you're looking at maybe up to, and I'd actually go a bit lower, but up to 100 grams of protein per day. Most people are going, wow, yeah, that's low, considering most bodybuilders or guys training. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's, that's I take about 120 grams of protein per day, and then I, I take a ton of fat in my diet, because I just feel great when I'm at maybe 50%, 60% fat in my diet, honestly. When I'm, when I'm training harder, I, I tend to crave fat even more. Just what well, I mean. you
3: cook for that. You know, cook it yeah, when right. I, when I, I, I just upped
1: the fat in my diet recently, just... just just and intuitively, in and in a, in a immediately I started, like, within. I, my mood got a lot better, my workouts are way better, just crushing it
0: right now. Yeah, and that's one of the things I know is an indicator I need to get more fat. When I started feeling down more and started just having right. those bits of exactly. mad depression kicking in, I'm like, okay, what's going? instead of panicking and thinking like, oh, man, things are just going bad, I'm thinking, okay, what am I not eating, what, what, and what am I eating, and what is that, how is that affecting me? So I have to really start looking at them, like, okay, I'm, really, I'm not getting the amount of fat in my diet that I should. that makes me feel the most optimal exactly. so that's when I kind of boost it up and you know I start like Peter said I start cracking up the coconut oil <clears throat> start cooking a little bit more with ghee and and start throwing in some almonds get some avocados in my life man and just kind of boost that up and then I can really start the the difference is like almost overnight just like oh, quickly and, it, it, and, and I see it in my skin too and as well as my yeah. sleep you know exactly. and, and my, and in my athletic performance I can always tell when I'm lagging in my training I'm like okay I am not getting enough fat I'm not fueling my body and my muscles. The no, way because I, me, I, I,
1: I don't do well on, on carbohydrates past a certain point. I'm very carb-sensitive. Yeah. So, I mean, if I if I take carbs past, let's say, 30% of my nutrition intake, it, it starts becoming body fat fairly fast. Oh, but yeah, if I, can I, I, I can take muscle. fat as high as I want. And, it, and it's, if anything, well, I start burning up. But, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know? I start losing weight. And everything just feels better. Like, when, when the fat intake is optimal, you just feel like you can work out and, and sustain a high level forever. You just feel like you can keep going.
0: And on a side note, and also the the sexual desire and performance goes up which for some reason when the fat intake, for me, goes up.
1: No, no, exactly. You have a high enough carb intake, it's like you're you're stoned, man. You just want to sit around <laughs> and watch TV or something. I didn't I enough carb. Honestly, if, if I go out and have a, a lot of carbohydrates for dinner, I wake up the next day almost like a hangover. Oh, like know. your mood is off. You're, I you're, do you're, like, your whole day takes a while to get going. Everything feels out of sync. You're having a hard time recalling info. You're having a hard time just being as eloquent as normal. I mean, it's, it's a, food, food is such a drug, man. People people look at food like it's such an innocent thing, but food is a drug and it has drug-like effects. Like when people, I was laughing when someone's like, oh Mike, I don't know if I want to take your testosterone booster because I don't want to mess around with hormones. I'm like, you're messing around with hormones every time you do anything. Every, every time you do a job, you can't stand or you eat a crappy meal, you just mess around with hormones. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's all we're doing. All day long, we're messing around with hormones. You either want to do it right, And thrive, or you can do it wrong and feel like shit, which is what most people
0: do. It's interesting that you brought that up, Mike, because my wife made an observation last night because she's just always had a struggle, you know, with weight and with food. And she was just saying last night, she's like, you know what, forget alcohol, forget drugs, forget sex. The worst type of addiction out there is food. Why? Because you have to eat. You don't have to drink alcohol. You don't have to do drugs. Hell, you don't even have to have sex for the most part. You know, you can do it yourself if you want to. But the thing is, you have to eat, and that's when they get you. They get you. It's like you have no choice. You starve. Or you eat, you eat, and then you're kind of at the mercy of someone else these days. So, and next thing you know they're putting stuff in there, like Peter was mentioning, and, and you, you become addicted to it. It becomes. Well, Peter so has that actually talked
1: about how sugar is just as addictive as heroin is. Well, so, Peter, what's your what's your take on that? How addictive? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm I wasn't? Oh I was, no, I mean, that was, no, that was. Yeah, I don't want to really cut you off. I, mean, I don't know if you're about to make another point. But yeah, but but, no. But sugar is so addictive. I mean, my father and my brother are total sugar addicts. My brother buys a bag of cookies; he'll kill the whole thing in like five
0: minutes.
1: (laughs) You know, you'd never know
0: looking at him. You'd never. No, no, you would. That's what. What You're still looking at him, man.
1: No, Roger, I think uses his brain so much because he's such a neuro guy. He's like an Einstein that I think he burns off all the glucose that way. Because yeah, he does. He's not fat at all. He doesn't. He doesn't. And as much as much carbon take as he takes, as much sugar as he takes in. He's 43. It's not like he's 22 anymore. He doesn't put on body fat, so he's just one of those guys. But might not be a good thing. You know, for me, like if I eat a lot of sugar, I put on a lot of body fat. You see the negative immediately, and you stop. So, but but Peter, how how addictive is sugar? And is that an overstatement to say it's addictive as heroin or it's in that direction?
3: Well, you know, at one point in the beginning of last century, they were looking at the. Banning sugars because of the fact of the addiction levels of it. So you uh, know, sugar is very addictive. Nowadays it's worse because they add additional chemicals, and with the foods that have high sugar to make it even more addictive. So you got that kind of coupling of the chemicals combined with the the sugar. Uh, the it destroys the brain. You know, it destroys brain cells. It's it's it's, uh, it's worse thing out there. I don't know why yeah, you know the we allow
1: fuels cancer. I mean, cancer needs yeah. sugar to grow. You know, yeah. you can starve cancer by cutting all sugar out of your diet. It's been and proven many times.
0: And you got fungus and parasites, they feed off of it as well. So
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, candida, that candida, I mean, if that's, where, that's <laughs> why you have such a strong, provo- that's why you're provoked so much to eat sugar is that it fuels that candida.
3: But actually, if you've got candida, one sugar you can have is um, warm manuka honey because that actually can help with that huh. in small dosages. Mm-hmm.
1: That's Ooh. not because of the anti-micro? Uh,
3: yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah, microbiology, Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Anti-microbial, yeah. Interesting. If you use the good stuff from New Zealand, of course. <laughs> of
1: course. <laughs> <laughs> for, what, for, what Zeal, for, what, for what New Zealand lacks in attractive women, they make up for in <laughs> good food.
0: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. I don't <laughs> think you <laughs> mind in Spartacus too much, are you? Oh see, yeah! Ah,
0: good point. Ah, cliche.
3: well played, Peter. Well played. I didn't even, I didn't even, I'm,
0: I'm laughing. I don't even know what
1: Peter said. I'm just giving <laughs> <laughing>. <laughs> I mean, you credit for that. Can we get some subtitles for this episode? <laughs> <to> which <work. laughs> Whatever Peter talks, it's like uh, Brad Pitt in that movie Snatch. Remember his character? <laughs>
3: Mike, you were telling me the other day you have uh, a week. you were trying out a new stack, uh, which kind of a meant to be a medifinal or visual kind of a place yeah, yeah, I wanted to
1: talk about that. Siltep. Siltep is a <laughs> supplement that is being marketed as either an equivalent to medifinol, which is by far the most powerful really supplement I've ever taken. is that it's being marketed as as an equivalent. are some jackoffs are even saying it's better. Like Tim Ferris said, oh, this stuff is better than medifinol. Well, Tim, I don't know what <laughs> mefinol you've ever taken, but Siltep <laughs> is protect on medifinnol. okay, First of all, siltep is not bad. Let me be fair. Siltep is a combination of artichoke. And phenylalanine and acetyl carn- carnitine—it's got some good ingredients in it, no doubt about it. But anyone that's ever taken modifinal, you're—you're yeah. you're gonna laugh at those at those statements, those exaggerations. Yes.
2: Yeah,
1: still is, yeah, still is—it's you know, not bad for someone who just wants a mild increase. I mean, it definitely gives you a nice little boost, no doubt about it. And perhaps if I had never taken Modafinil before, I would I would speak higher of it. But but by the, by the fact that I have taken Modafinil before courses, I have some at the house. I take it before courses, and whenever I need to get some heavy intensive writing done, you know, it's not something I take often. But that stuff puts you in the zone, man, and it makes you focus like there's no tomorrow. I mean, you get you you feel like you're just in a tunnel, and that's all you see. So the task you have at hand, you can zero right in on that, and thoughts come faster. You're able to execute things faster. Your ideas come faster. I've never noticed any negative side effects with Modiphenol either, such as impaired sleep. I could take one in the morning. I sleep fine that night. I don't. I don't have any uh, hangover the next day or side effect. You know, I've never taken it for more than three days in a row, so that that
3: could be part of it.
1: But I've I've, I've, never I've
3: used it six months in a row right now. Wow. I'm still on it. Wow, and no no ill effects whatsoever. How look. much,
1: Peter? 100 milligrams, 200. 200.
3: Milligrams? Yeah, now. One,
1: one time a day or several times yeah, a day. Yeah, just
3: first thing in the morning. I take yeah. uh, one one tab in the morning, and it, it's uh, a good kickstart for the day, that's for sure. But, oh, but again, world, it doesn't affect my sleep at all. But this is um,
1: one of those things where you take it, and for people that are used to some kind of kick like caffeine or epidurone, you're not going to get that at all. It doesn't increase right. your heart rate or anything like that. So what happens is you take it, and you're like, I don't really feel anything. And then all of a sudden you notice that you're really productive. You're cleaning up the house. You're filing a cabinet. You're writing some stuff. You're, you know, you've got this checklist that you completed in an hour. And you're like, I don't, really, I don't know if I feel any different. It's like, well. Look around your house. <laughs> exactly. You can't sit still. And I mean that in a good way. I don't mean you can't sit still because your heart's about to explode. It means you can't sit still because you don't want to sit still. You want to go get some stuff done. You want to be productive. So that, that stuff is incredible. I rarely recommend it to people, and here's why. Okay, one one you have to get a prescription. Okay, if you, if you want to do it legally, I mean, you can go online somewhere and probably find it overseas. So you can do I, that too, right which is semi, problem. yeah, semi illegal. You know, most likely the DIA is not going to come arrest you for doing that, but you know, you're taking a risk when you do that. So I'm not I'm not recommending that, but that's that's up to you. And the, the but the main reason why I don't like recommending it to a lot of people is because a lot of people want these surface solutions, meaning that they have a crappy diet, they don't work out, they don't sleep well, and then they're going to go, oh, man, that stuff Mike's talking about, Modifinol, that sounds great. I can just start taking that and then just keep living this crappy lifestyle I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and then also, people, most people feel, I mean, I feel pretty good every day, so when I take it, it takes me to, like, super level, while most people feel like crap every day. So if they take that and they, all of a sudden they feel great, it's going to become addictive, in my opinion, So that's why I'm very reluctant to recommend I mean, I don't recommend it anyway. If I'm not a doctor, I'm not someone who's selling it. But you can't. But I'm always rec- I'm always reluctant to encourage people to even play around with stuff like that because I know the addictive personalities that people have in that. If they're not used to that focus, and all of a sudden they have it, it's going to be <laughs> yeah. difficult not to take it.
3: You yeah, know, most of these people will actually benefit more from uh, balancing their neurotransmitters. You know, one of the problems these exactly. days with neurotransmitters is you know, you're looking at. 80 plus percent of the Americans have suboptimal neurotransmitter balance. So, getting that back in balance first, you're going to feel a hell of a lot better. And that's right. actually one of the ways that actually, um, provisional medocidal works is actually works on the, uh, dopamine transporter, uh, at the D1 receptor, if I recall. Uh, that makes sense. So, you know, yeah. It's, it actually can enhance motivation like you're saying yeah you, you start doing all, it's like that scene in Limitless when he starts cleaning up his apartment you know you start kind of yeah.
1: just being yeah, much exactly. more
3: productive you're motivated you're not going to sit around and say oh do I have to do this it's, it's just nice honestly, a Macuna,
1: of yeah. you know Makuna in my testosterone booster b- bumps up dopamine as well so a lot of people get a similar benefit like there's there's been studies with Makuna where it's shown that it helps people quit smoking because it feeds that dopamine pathway so they don't have it so that it, that addictive personality is usually someone who's dopamine deficient. So you have extremely low dopamine levels and you may have these cravings for bad behaviors such as smoking and drug use and just being promiscuous, you know, stuff like that. A lot of those behaviors can come from really low dopamine levels. So you ramp up to a healthier dopamine and then balance the other neurotransmitters, GABA, acetylcholine, and serotonin, and all of a sudden, you're going to be more motivated, more productive. So, I mean, the thing about Makuna is if you take too much, it can actually be counterproductive where you start feeling tired because now, now you've probably created a brain imbalance because you bumped up dopamine too much, which can deplete something else. So, I mean, in my testosterone booster, I made a point of using a 20% extract and then not dosing it too high so that you can take a couple caps and get that optimal rate rather than taking too much, which can cause anxiety, nervousness, et cetera.
3: Well, taking too much um, choline or acetylcholine can actually have the effect too. Yeah, that kind of doling effect. So when people are using a lot of these uh, nootropics, especially what we're talking about, the attempt, they need to bump up the choline levels, but they need to be careful. You know, using products like uh, um, alpha-GPC and stuff like that, you need to be kind of supporting that because your brain uses so much more of the choline. um, But then you've got to be careful. If you overdo it, it actually has a doling effect. So... it's all about balance of these neurotransmitters and and as we're saying you know some of these people want to take this drug to kind of help shortcut their bad lifestyle you know you're better off kind of looking at these neurotransmitters there's a a neuroscience is a company that actually does a a neurotransmitter test um, through urine and you can kind of go online and order the tests and that will kind of be a good way to actually truly measure your levels and get that back in balance before starting to look at any other additional uh, even supplements or even drugs and you know it's not a matter of actually support you know taking the actual nude transmitter it's usually about supporting the pathway you know right. supporting the production of these actual neurotransmitters. transmitters um, there are a couple of exceptions I had some individuals who have issues with GABA and uh, the GABA receptor in the brain and stuff like it we've done some things uh, that actually aid with that and also taking GABA orally. of course we know is uh Pretty much can't cross the brain blood brain barrier, but I do it, and I'd like to some more formula with this there
1: are uh, galbatropin that does cross the blood brain barrier
3: there are, but uh the kind of problem with them is they tend to be very uh kind of spiking too fast too quick and and, and kind of oh, have, okay so there is you know there are come kind of, uh actual pharmaceutical modification what happens mm-hmm. is when I, once across the blood brain barrier it, it drops down and converts back to gaba and niacin in the brain Okay. um But they tend to kind of be a bit of a like hitting yourself over the head with a shot of GABA. So I I do a liposomal formula I make myself, and I keep the particle size down to about uh, 150 nanometers. You know, most it's pretty small, um, very efficient crossing the blood brain barrier, and we see huge effects of that. But most of the neurotransmitters we want to see just supporting those pathways, and most people will be, uh, you know, benefit from that. But of course, you need to know which pathways to support. Right. Yeah. And of course, and those are going to improve memory, um, but you know, not compared to using these actual newest, uh, the uh, nootropics that we were talking about with the paracetams. Um, you know, most people are wanting to start looking at adding stuff in, you know, clean up your diet, you know, remove all the crap out of your diet that can potentially kind of be causing you, you know, harm, like we talked about right. the fluoride and, and aspartame and other stuff, you know. Look at reducing inflammation in the brain, of course, as well. Yeah. Even curcumin, curcumin has been great, found for reducing inflammation, but also oh, yeah. can enhance neurogenesis as well. Uh, um, it's
1: great for blocking conversion of testosterone to estrogen, lowering estrogen levels that are a result of high inflammation. So, curcumin's got so many benefits.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a huge one. I, I take it in a liposomal form because curcumin, of course, is, is not that well absorbed. But you can take it right. too. But you need to. Bump you take off. it with
1: uh, BioFriend. Doesn't that help with
3: absorbing it? Yeah. yeah it does actually help with yeah. absorption. but yeah. You know, um, most of the good quality ones on the market are going to be, you know, the well-known names, not the. Right. Board like Life board Extension has a really good
1: one. Yeah. one. Life Extension uh, has a really good one. Vitacost uh, has a good one. So if you go to Vitacost.com and yeah, yeah, exactly exactly. Um, That's so doctor's best. has a good one So there's quite a few good curriculums out there. Lycosomal is going to be the fast
3: uh, Improved delivery system, but again, you know, it depends on what you are and and also, you know, what your taste buds are like, too uh, right the Other factor there is, you know, once we look at Neurogenesis, you know, something people don't know about is uh, CBD. You guys know what CBD is, right?
1: Well, for our listeners, yeah, for our listeners, if you could
3: just well, briefly, uh, you guys are probably more familiar with THC, right? Sure. Very personal, <laughs> you know, personal experience there with THC. So, yeah, you know, THC,
1: <laughs> I have THC, right in front of me.
3: Cannabis, anybody knows cannabis, you know. Um, <laughs> THC gives you the high in cannabis, but you actually have CBD that can be derived from cannabis. But now we actually have CBD that's derived from industrial hemp that's available in all fifty states, legal over-the-counter supplement, huh. and CBD. Uh, The company is, I'll give you a two right now, too. The company is um, uh, Um, hempmedspx.com. Does
1: it have the psychoactive properties?
3: Yeah, well, it doesn't cause any kind of the high or anything like that. You actually don't feel too much. One thing it is Okay, well in that in that case I'm not interested. That's what I was yeah. asking. I <laughs> 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 helped <Genesis> so. <laughs> so you, have to, you to know, increase your IQ above the ninety mark there, Mike. So <laughs> <laughs> No, uh,
1: Peter, while we're let, let's do this just to make sure that we cover this because I'm sure people are people are who who are like excited about hearing this episode they're gonna be like, Man, I wanted to hear all the drugs they're talking about. All I heard was modafinil and uh and parocetim. Let, let's let's go through five nootropics that are your favorites. Five nootropics, and let's let's make it over the counter five tr- uh, nootropics, and then let's let's discuss one or two besides modafinil that may be prescription
3: based. Okay, um, as far as uh, cognitive enhancement, I mean the number mm-hmm. top two I look at probably is piracetam, of course, and uh, probably I guess the. Um, Bupet is probably the other one, which is of course a new now, generation. Now with
1: paracetam, what what's a recommended dose that people can start
3: with? I actually start them on pretty low, just to start with, to see the effects, and make sure they're not depleted in a, you know with choline levels too. So I actually start them around the five hundred milligram mark, but they can go, oh. as you say, up to three grams. You know, yeah. uh, cause
1: headaches if you take too much.
3: That was my. Experience. Well, the get actually on to Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I like
1: that. What about anoracetam? That's the newer version of Paracetam.
3: Yeah, is a lot more stronger, but actually, I yeah, yeah I, I kind of like it. But it's a, one you got to cycle through. The effects are a little slightly different with some of the um, with some of the benefit from it. it it's derived from Paracetam, of course, and. You, know, you probably only need, you know, I, I guess, you know, a tenth of the dosage compared to you know, your standard paracetam dosage, depending oh, on what oh, no, your tolerance no, no. level are. So you yeah. can actually use a lot less of it, but it's more expensive. So if you look at it cost-wise, it's going to work out be about the same amount. Right. But, uh, and the side effects are, are all about the same across the board with the paracetams are very, very low, so there's no issue with that. Um, his ability, interestingly, is to cross-communicate across the brain too. So it helps with crossing brain um function, too, through the corpus uh, callosum, which is the you know, nerve sheath through the middle of the brain there, so it enhances that cross brain learning pattern too um, so that, oh, they, very they, cool. they're probably one of the best things out there as far yeah, as my my,
1: my friend my good friend of mine put his daughter on uh, paracetam and it made a huge difference for her i mean yeah. she's a smart girl anyway, but she's one of those girls who has so many interests that it's hard for her to focus on one thing at a time, and she started thinking. But I think a pretty low dose, like 200 milligrams, up to 500 milligrams, and all of a sudden her grades got a lot better. You know, her, her activities like tennis and archery started improving, and she just felt happier because she was able to just focus on one thing
3: at a time and not just be all over the place. Yeah, so if you're taking the do, I mean, the other supplement you want to add into the list is, of course, the choline, as I said, the alpha GPC or, or some other kind of Bustadal choline. Supplement. choline,
1: or oh, yeah, the alpha one is really good. No, yeah, not. so
3: you want to no, pump up. And the reason people get the headaches is because they're low on the choline. So if you're finding you you are uh, getting low, supplement it up or take eat more egg yolks, because yolks, of course, are the right. highest oh, high high choline. Of choline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, taking that in with that is a must. So you can't want to back off that D. Repeat is 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 probably the newest generation of all the uh, all the recipes, and that's probably I don't know. What about
1: acetyl? What about acetyl carnitine? Because would that be more of a, a dopamine support or a choline support?
3: Well okay. <laughs> dopamine is, is excitable as well as a inhibitor. So you can go right. both sides with dopamine, so it depends on which pathway you, can, you know and, and how right. it's functioning, what's going on in the body. Um uh, uh, sorry, acid um Martin, yeah. cutting, so can yeah. um be taken up depending on the, the what's going on at the time of the function, what's going on. We we are nutrient balances too. So you can't say one something's gonna cause this effect, it depends on right. what's on with the body and how which pathways are compromised and even whether you know I've seen in many cases where people are enabled to create conversion as well to neurotransmitters like I was saying I had one individual who couldn't convert uh, GABA Um, but you know after 45 years of or 50 years of sleep disorder within six months he's sleeping three times longer fully through the night you know without waking up every hour or two and right. I think before that, he was getting two to three hours sleep a night for the past wow. 50 years. Wow. So, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, we've, that's, that's we've done a couple of other things too. But, you know, he's been to some of the best sleep clinics around the world. I mean, this guy's, you know, spent a lot of money on trying to get this stuff. And within a few months, we actually sorted that whole issue out. Um, wow. Fantastic. So, you know, these these factors kind of come into hand when you're looking at a lot of these other um is you know what's the balance of the brain chemistry as well so you got to be careful right. about that on top of that you can look at uh, a special form of um, vitamin B1 you know uh, it's, it's especially produced in Japan celibatein it's a um,
1: yeah Yeah, biotest off. used to sell that biotest used to sell that as spike remember that formula yes yeah, spike, spike was a the nootropic they had and that was pretty cool stuff I actually think I, I think oh. I have an old bottle of it still because I was using that sp- sparingly and the it, ha- it was it was a that B1 derivative that was in there. And yeah, that, that gives a pretty good it's
3: across the blood-brain barrier. So it's one yeah. across the blood-brain barrier where this version does. Um, right. I use it too. Um, what I use myself right now is the Paracetam um, and the uh, B1, and then I take a few other, you know, the Alpha uh, GPC. Um, they really work well together, you know, as and well, about yeah, the
1: GPC. What would you what would you dose that at 500 milligrams one gram? What do you think about yeah, that?
3: I mean, I would not go one gram to start with.
1: Yeah, yeah you don't to
3: not go yeah. too high. So 500 start low even I tell people to start. I look at the diet first and look at what they gain from the diet and I work out that right. first right. And then we look at maybe 250 to 500 500 is definitely kind of if you're taking any kind of then Probably 500 is your bottom mark. You right. can bump it up after that too, but what I usually tell, okay, you start to get a little bit of a headache and it's not a severe headache you get too, then you know you need a little bit more. If you're feeling good, everything's good, you know, keep it at that level. If you start to feel a little bit, you know, on the downside, then you know you're probably taking too much. So you gotta really listen to your body and that's why it's so important to be clean and, and know your body too because if you're not clean, you don't know what's going on nearly early half the time. Right. Um, there's, you know, I would think about neural protection too, I mean, people forget about uh, the, the simple things that you know uh, are neuroprotective. Your lion's mane, you guys know about lion's mane, right? No, not in not in yeah.
1: you know, not in not in the context of neuroprotection
3: anyway. Well, it's it's a it's a type of mushroom, so you know that's actually a, a neuroprotective uh, agent. They actually use it sometimes uh, well, a lot actually in Alzheimer's disease nowadays too. So it's actually a, a very good um, protective uh, for the brain. As well as actually, you mentioned Life Extension came out with a good product uh, recently called Brain Shield, mm-hmm. which is yeah, uh, with, mag-
1: with the magnesium theory.
3: Yeah. No, no, this is actually, this one's actually Gastrotin, which is actually a. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, sure. I just read about that in the magazine. Yeah, yeah the
3: magnesium you're talking about is actually very good too. Um, right. I, I take that as well before bed. But the Brain Shield, you know, you've got all these other kind of little things you can add in that just kind of add that little bit of bonus to it. And as we mentioned at the beginning, you know, of diseases and, and decline is on the increase, so we want to do everything we can to protect that brain. If we're going to look at living right. longer, functioning longer, we need to protect that. Plus, also remember, if you're taking a lot of these nootropics new, new and and other conjunctive enhancements, your brain's working at a higher rate, so you need to protect right. that because the turnover is going to be much higher. Right, right. It's like so driving, I mean, a, I mean, driving a car at 100 mile an hour. You know, yeah. You need to put make sure the oil is the best oil you can find and the, you know, the gas is the best but well,
1: like, you know you're working out hard now you got to make sure your restoration is adequate and you know it's, it's like you know if your, your diet your diet being good for just a guy that goes for a one-mile walk every day is not going to be the same for someone who's hitting high-intensity workouts four times a week so it's any anytime you're pushing yourself at a higher level there's going to be a there's going to be there's going to be an opposite effect that you have to take into account
3: yeah definitely what I mean, about
1: uh, what about being positive is that something that you recommend, or?
3: Sorry, I, I missed that. What was that one?
1: Vinpocetine.
3: Uh, well, this that's the you talking about the B six derivative?
1: No, vinpocetine is made from the periwinkle plant, oh and it's okay. apparently it increases oxygen in the brain.
3: Oxygen. Uh, the brain. That's uh, I I know it by a different name, but yeah, that's yeah, a,
1: it's, it's quite a few different formulas, and it's various that's, people. It's it's a trademark name,
3: though, right? Not the actual
1: Vimpositine might be the trademark name. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure, actually.
3: Yeah, definitely increases blood circulation in the brain and actually right, right. Your, your bit in the blood vessel tone and stuff like that in the brain.
1: It's inexpensive. It's one of those things that 5 milligrams, 10 milligrams seems to perk up your brain a little bit, but it, it was never something that, you know, it was one of those things that you would try for a while. When when it ran out, you didn't bother getting more. It's <laughs> you
3: know, about, it wasn't. Of, it's about a dollar a tab, or something. A yeah. Dollars.
1: Uh, it might be a little I forget now it might be it might be cheaper than that But it's, it's one of those things where yeah a, a bottle of 60 I think costs 20 bucks or something like that if you shop around if you go on you go on Vitacost and 5 to 15 milligrams I think was the average dose,
3: but no, it was I was one of those I'm th- thinking 50 milligrams because I use a 50 milligram dosage of it
1: Okay, that's that's, that's higher than I've ever seen actually for a big yeah. processing. in
3: yeah, that's interesting because
1: you see it in a lot of uh, blends out there, like uh, Alpha Brain, for example. That product, which is very popular with a lot of people, that or on its products. You know, it's in there along with some of the other things you mentioned. So it's it's often one of those things that's thrown in a lot of formulas.
3: Well, actually, you know, a really good base formula people can use is called Brainwave Plus, and that's from Allergy Research Group, which is actually a very good supplement company.
1: Okay. And they
3: kind of they get a combination of you know yeah, acetylcholine, what you're talking about, um, glutamine. They've got different forms of choline in there. They've got um uh Bacopo, you were talking about earlier. Uh, uh, we're looking down the list here for you. Heposine, which is actually hypazine A, you know that one too, of course. Yeah, I was
1: gonna ask you about that. What do you think about hypersine A?
3: Yeah, I think it's a it's it's a good product. I think it's one of these ones that's just a, kind of a background. It's not going to be by itself supplement. Right,
1: exactly. Thrown the blend is useful. Yeah. yeah.
3: And then yeah. Mokoba,
1: same thing. That's kind of something that's thrown exactly.
3: into a lot of blends as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I Peter. think it's better to have it as a blend in there rather than a standalone. What do you feel about how do you feel about magnolia bark, Peter? Magnolia bark is uh, more of a calm. Well, I guess it, it's actually been seen to kind of help with neurotransmitter imbalance. So, um, depending on the form you get in the standardized extract, because the problem is getting a good extract with that. What, what form do you use? Where do you get yours from? No, I've just been been hearing about it and I've read some things about
0: it. So, and I was just wanting to see what your your take was on that, and something I was going to ask Mike about as well. So, um, as far as and also especially with folks, I think when they're dealing with um, just like depression and and. And also yeah. just like viruses and and parasites and things like that. So I think it, it would address those those issues as well when it's in a blend.
3: Yeah, the interesting thing you mentioned about that, what you guys were talking about um, before with yeast or, or other infections, that mm-hmm. can actually can affect your mindset. So if you have any kind of yeast infection or yeast-based mm-hmm. gut infection, um, that can actually alter your mindset because remember, you know, 90 95 percent of your serotonin is produced in the gastrointestinal system, yeah, and okay. remember as much as 50 percent of dopamine is produced in the in, is found in the gastrointestinal system too. So, yeah, the GI yeah, there's actually a really good book out there you guys should actually read. It is called uh, The Second Brain. I don't know if you've read that yet, but it talks about.
1: I, I, no, I haven't. It. It's. Uh, I haven't, but I've heard that, about
0: the philosophy
3: of you know. That, I remember
1: That, back that book it, is. That book is a. that book will show your dedication to a subject matter, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because (laughs) it's pretty, it's pretty dry. It's pretty dry reading, but it it is very good material. No
0: doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I do remember from school, man, I just remember maybe back like the early Romans and Egyptians, I mean, the, the gut was considered the brain, you know, back, back then, they considered that actually being the brain of the body and pretty much everything that happened through the gut, you know, determined what happens to the body. And, so that just when I saw, I actually saw that title of that book before, and I think Mike had mentioned that too about how dry that book was. It's kind of like I don't know War and Peace of, of this type of this type of topic or something like that. But it just reminded me of just reading about how the Romans and Egyptians saw the gut as being the stomach being the actual brain of the body
3: at one time, and not the actual brain in our head. The the, the gut actually sends more information to the brain than the other way around. So you know, it's actually feeding back a lot more information. The intrinsic nervous system too, which is the, you know, the gut basically, produces 30 of the neurotransmitters. So, you know, it's, it's essential for your brain health and brain function and does regulate a lot of other factors. You know, it can be between mood. We're talking about carbohydrate cravings. That can be influenced by that, you know, as well. Um, you know, it controls the sleep cycle, pain, you know, all these things that sure. to kind of, can be affected from just what's going on with your gastrointestinal system people don't realize even like stuff, neurotransmitter like serotonin um, affects your posture so you know these oh, neurotransmitters can really. affect your posture and disrupt postural balance uh, hmm. affect your gastrointestinal system and affect your function of the core so if your core shut down your likelihood of back injury or back pain is going to be increased because your gastro uh, function is just compromised okay, that, um, the list goes on and on I mean it, it's just it depends on so many factors with the gut can affect the body in so many different ways your hormonal levels as we talked about before
0: yeah it's, it's interesting you brought that up because i have a client right now and he's, he's got these issues where he's constantly having just i don't know man he's just feeling run down of course obviously you got to address that gut health first of all and but you know there's also the possibility that there, there may be a fungus in, involved as well that's been kind of going on for a few years now and i was saying you got you got you got to get that tested and get that taken care of because if you do have a fungus, and let's say you also have other parasites, you have candida, which I'm pretty sure it just may be going on, then, of course, you're going to always feel run down. You're always going to have these headaches. always feel tired. And I was never feeling as best no matter what dietary changes they're making, you know, or he's making or she's making. It, it won't even matter if that stuff is still going on because half time, whatever you're eating, nine times out of ten, that parasite is getting the food and you're not as <laughs> far. So you're pretty much just feeding the beast inside. So it's just interesting that you, you, all those symptoms that you mentioned, this client is going through those symptoms, even though they're making major strides with their dietary changes and even with just their, their fitness goals as well and their fitness changes. So it just seems like, again, it's just like,
3: what test do you even have them take, you know, where they even start? So it's just yeah, there's, there's actually, a, you know, there's a number of tests you can do for that. So, I mean, with yeast or, or fungus uh, overgrowth um, issues, you know, you just do a urinary test, stool testing. I, I'd probably say in their case, by the sound of it, they made it to do both a, a urine test and a um, stool test to kind of measure what's going on there. Mm. So, you know, their local doc. well, they find a good doctor they should mm-hmm. be able to run, a, run labs for you and, and get that back to you because it's it's really common. Um, yeah. these, these yeast and, and, and fungal overgrowth are, are a big problem these days. It's more common than people kind of realize. Right, and even with men, because, you know, usually when you hear yeast infection, men automatically think that's just a woman's problem. Well, so. yeah, you know, they're thinking about the urinary tract infection. Right. Like, this is, you know, this is way more in depth. This is going into the gastrointestinal. Well, given
1: how, given how more guys are starting to look like lesbians, I think it's it's not it's, it's the the proliferation
3: of yeast infections in men is probably going to it, it it's a probably going to be
1: commensurate with that.
3: You're know? <laughs> you taking a stab at Justin Bieber. <laughs> no, have you, I'm just saying
1: this. Have you ever hey. noticed how, how a lot of couples nowadays, okay, because the guy is estrogen dominant and then the woman ha- has estrogen dominance and is unhealthy. So what happens is he's got a gut, she's got a gut. He's holding a lot of lower body fat, she's holding a lot of lower body fat. She has short hair, he has short hair, she has glasses, he has glasses. They've become one person. They're interchangeable now.
2: Hey, it's Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to America.
1: <laughs> no, I'm telling you, man, I mean I'm, I'm joking about this as I say it, but I but I'm also not joking because I see this all the time. You know you know what you know what's scary, Peter, is when you can look at someone and tell whether they're estrogen dominant or not, just walking around.
3: No oh, yeah. I
1: mean, I, I mean, just looking around, I'm like, man, look at this guy. He's holding more body fat in his lower body than a woman does. He's clearly estrogen dominant. We're not just talking like a mild estrogen dominance. We're talking like serious estrogen dominance. And he's just walking around like this is okay, no big thing. And and, and I see this kind of thing all the time. It's scary. It's scary now how you can you can tell someone's hormonal profile just by looking at them walk down the street. Well, yeah, all really, you
0: know. What's even scarier? They don't. A lot of them don't even know it. They don't even no, know they're, yeah, looking, they're, even, they're looking. They just feel like, okay, I'm getting older. And this is what happens when I get older because they've been told. They've been fed that
1: No, no. I mean, a lot of times it's younger people too. Now, this is a guy. Like, I saw a guy who was probably like maybe couldn't have been older than thirty, and he was holding. He was holding body fat the way an overweight woman does. You no, know, all in the glutes and lower body. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, there's so many environmental wow. yeah. estrogens out there too. You got estrogen mimickers in the environment, and issue. You know, we're talking about the water supply. Guess. Well,
1: This has to be a guy though who's taking it to another level. You know what I mean? Because his oh, yeah. diet has got to be horrible. He probably drinks a lot. You know, you know, there's, there's got to be like multiple factors here beyond just the environmental one, which I realize is significant. But you know, we're all exposed to that stuff in one way or another, and. We, like the three of us, for example, are not estrogen dominant you know, on this call. So I mean, there's there's ways around that, but here's a guy who clearly it has to be like several things happening at the same time because to, to have that dramatic effect on your physique where it's that visible, I mean, it has to be many things that you're doing wrong.
3: There are so many things going on there. You're right that it's never one thing though. You know, whenever I see patients, right. you know, they they're looking for the one thing that's causing a problem, but it's exactly. not just one never thing. One thing. Yeah, there's so many different factors coming into it, so you got to kind of take into consideration. Okay, well, well, I, I had a guy who,
1: I actually, sent I, who actually sent your wave, Peter, who is, this guy's got no energy in the morning, very low testosterone, can't sleep at night, he's got gut issues, and he's like, do you think your testosterone booster will help me? And I was like, no,
2: it's not mm-hmm. going to help
1: you because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're looking for a solution in one product and you're looking at one area, your testosterone. And I go, you've got so many systemic problems, man that looking at just isolating one area out of all of those problems you just mentioned is ridiculous. Let, let's well, start they, with your gut health, man. Let's start
3: there. Let's start with- so, The side effect is low testosterone is not the cause.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So him taking a product to increase his testosterone is not gonna address why it's low in the first place.
3: Right. Yeah, it's just like you know, the, the buggy primary healthcare system. <laughs> you know, they just give you things to treat symptoms rather than giving you anything to actually treat the actual underlying right. cause. Well, of course, don't. Well, to have how go
0: stay in business? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if <laughs> well, you go to
1: a doctor's office, they they put you on lipid to artificially drive down your cholesterol. It's like, first of all, <laughs> a lot of times your your cholesterol at 200 or so is not even a problem anyway. So, you, well, why would why, you know? It, it's ridiculous that you that you even qualify for a statin. At 200 or higher, because it's been modified now. Yeah, who cares modified about, yeah, who cares about well, they keep lowering. I mean, in the 1970s, it was 250 or lower, you're fine. Then all of a sudden, yeah, 270. Now it's all of a sudden it's, it's 200, and you score. If you go in there, you have 200, which is a perfectly healthy total cholesterol for optimal hormone production. They'll actually say, "Oh, yeah, you can you can get on a stat." Mine, mine's 200. I couldn't qualify for a stat knife if I wanted, even though my I HDL keep LDL was perfect. Yeah, you,
3: you were telling me that.
1: Yeah, so I mean, people, 300. I like to keep it at. Yeah, my HDL to LDL was perfect. My triglycerides were low. You know what so, I mean? It was it was. they're totally focused on this total cholesterol, so I was like, come on, I don't care about the total. To me, that was like that's a that's a positive. What you just told me, it's not a negative. I'm not taking any statins. And then you said so you're going to drive down cholesterol artificially, which is going to destroy your brain health. It's going to destroy your sex drive. It's going to destroy your heart health, depleting all your CoQ10. So that's why people that's why people experience memory loss, low sex drive, low testosterone. You name it.
3: Well, you know what their second best selling drug is? Lipitor is number one. You know what their second best one is? Viagra. Second best one? Viagra? <laughs> Viagra. Yep. The deal with the side effects.
1: Yeah, the deal with the side effects of the Lipitor. It's, it's, it's exactly. an, that's the truth.
3: It's, that's actually true. That's number one is, is Lipitor and number two is Viagra.
1: Yeah, they probably they should sell it together as a package. Exactly, a the combo yeah. pack or something. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> one, one, they just combine them together. Go ahead and
1: get you on this Viagra right now because you're going to need right, it you, after. What a do you week call this pack?
0: Now. Oh, this is the before and after pack. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Enjoy. <laughs> oh man. man, oh
0: man, that's hilarious, Peter.
1: What about a, a let's name off like two more nootropics you really like, and then we'll wrap up there, and of yeah. course we'll have you come back again if you're if you're available and we'll talk more about you know other things.
3: I can always make time for you guys. Um, you know. Thank you. I, <laughs> I'll try it anyway <laughs> but you know some of the other things you actually just mentioned one which people don't think about um, is the CoQ10 that's essential oh. for mitochondria function of course mitochondria in the brain so I mean I think that's probably uh, one that people have neglected and again we're talking mega dosages you want to take on that too not just most people take 50 to 100 milligrams so I think they get a decent dosage um, I find in more around the three to 400 um, milligram mark if I'm flying I usually take a thousand plus milligrams uh, in one go and I, I really feel you know with flying thing that that kind of has an effect on you and, and on a certain level so that's why I use such a high dosage for that um, I like the we talked about this last time but the phosphatidylserine I think is really great because it does actually help bring you down at the end of the day and also supply of extra chlorine and, and and other uh, you know production of cell membrane because you've got to think about the whole membrane of or, or the um, brain cells as well and the health of them so I do like taking phosphatidylserine outside just its own cortisol-lowering effects but also on it uh, you know its effect on cel- cellular level um, I think one more we could probably look at is the uh, tricine you know which most people are taking these days and um, they are taking it for different functions but you know in the in the, the sample uh, form of they're kind of excellent for elevation of mood and, and uh, well-being and, and really helps prevent you get fatigued as well mental fatigue right. so I find very very good that. for the
1: very good for thyroid support as well right
3: yeah is that actually you'll probably find that most thyroid um, support uh, formulas that you see out there right. have someone in there
1: right. so, anyone with the sluggish t3 or someone with a high, what about someone with high TSH but low t3 or is it just overall a good thyroid support product
3: I think you're going to see both benefits from uh, high and low levels on the T3 production and the TSH as you say but okay uh, we see it, it is actually across the board um, as far as especially mental fatigue you know people are getting very mental fatigued out I mean of course if you are taking uh, something like the provisional, you won't need it trust me oh okay. not provisional you don't need that okay. stuff but you know for those yeah, and examples, and you know,
1: provisional folks is on what we were talking about earlier
3: yeah, so those there are prescription only. So if you want to have, you know, similar or similar effects that you're getting from there to maintain your mental edge throughout the day when you're taking other nootropics, then I recommend taking the, the N-acetyl altruacin, which you can actually get in different formulas. They actually are in some of the kind of um, combination formulas that are out there as well. I think those are probably the main ones we want to kind of cover. You know, all your that you know, you've got the aniracetam, paracetam, uh, um there's all different yeah. variations of the racetam family which people can kind of experiment with uh, right. I, I recommend people though start with just paracetam and then yeah. kind of test that out and see how that goes for them and then you know work your th- way through the progression until you reach the point where you get to uh, to the uh, new peep so when you get to the new peep of course you peep slightly different in structure. It's actually a peptide um, in structure so but it's only a, a small very small amino acid Uh, Peptide, so it can actually pass through the gut barrier without being broken down. But that's actually been found to be about a thousand times stronger um, than you know the racetam itself. So the dosage on that usually around the ten to thirty milligrams kind of dosages, right? Multiple times a day if you wanted to. I usually what I do is is I take a kind of a. So I don't want to disrupt my clock. I take a very high dosage in the morning of my Racetam or paracetam, or whatever one you may be using. Uh, and that, I find that really helps reset my time clock, so that you know, it doesn't. My sleep cycles will messed up anyway, so by taking that, I kind of have a reset button each day, you know, in the morning. So it helps with that. And of course, using the light therapy too, you know, using um, red, red, blue lights and stuff like that can actually help with uh, mm. with your wake cycle too. Because when I'm working at night, I, I've actually just purchased a new light there to use on my computer here at night time when I'm working. It's actually a red light rather than the standard white light, so it doesn't, I'm trying to minimize the damage I'm doing there.
1: I see, that's
3: okay. interesting, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, Peter, so we've had you, uh, sorry, Sincere, did you, did you have something you want to say?
0: Oh, no, I was just, I was thinking that was very interesting that he just, we were talking about the light, because yeah. you know, I'm always trying to find ways of hacking, helping people hack their sleep, and get, right. make it much better, so. You know, <laughs> the
1: thing about sleep that I find, man, <laughs> is that, I kind of laugh when people have sleep issues, I know how serious it is, but it's, it's kind of like this. You, know, you, you get enough productive things done in the day where you're using your brain, you're using your body, you're gonna sleep like a baby at the end of the day, man. I, I hit the sheets when I go to sleep, dude. I'm it's out, a wrap. It, man. <laughs> it's I a put wrap. my meditation CD on. I <laughs> yep. never even hear it. I never even hear the whole thing. You know, I, I hear the first five minutes and I'm out. And it's, yeah. it's big, and, and on, on days where let's say I just lounged around, I didn't work out, I didn't I didn't do anything mentally stimulating those are the days where I might have a hard time sleeping because yeah. you, you didn't do anything, man. So you're now it's you're late brain, at night. Like, yeah. You're yeah. Now it's two like in I the morning. Something. Yeah, exactly. Now it's two in the morning and you're wide awake and you're going shit. But on an average day for me where I'm working out hard and, I'm active with my dogs and I'm reading a lot and I'm taking care of business and so forth. Man, when it gets to the end of the day, I'm out. Trust me, on the on podcast days,
0: I, it's a wrap for me at night. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> that's why, that's that's I don't even edit these at night anymore. I'm like, I can't because I'm sitting there and I'm typing the show notes, and I'm typing the same sentence over and I'm just staring at it. I'm just staring at it, like, okay, I gotta go to sleep. This is not working. But now a lot more productive, like I already edited yesterday's show, right before this show. And I was still hyped up, you know, for this and it also helps that we have great guests too. <laughs> so it's not like we have any boring ass guests where I'm like, Oh, we're going to have that douche on the show today. <laughs> so never have to, to worry about that because, you know, that can drain you as well. So, you know, one so one How long does it take you to do the subtitles? take you a time? Well, now well, I got a, hey, I got, I've got a system For you, now. It, might, it might be
1: a week. <laughs> 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 last time it took about a week, right? Like, yeah, trust it me, it I've, I've been the, hitting
0: mute. Uh... I've been hitting mute, and then I'm sending, like, I'm typing things that Peter's saying. I'm like, okay, I don't know what he said. I'm going have to have him send a, <laughs> I'm gonna need him to go ahead and send a list of whatever he was just saying right now. But, no, nah, man, but usually it doesn't take me that long because, a lot of times, you know, I'm actually coherent during the show, so I'm actually paying attention to folks. So it's just really easy to come up, you know, with all the notes really, really quickly. And, again, it's because also I also give myself a four-hour block to do work each day. So anything I work for, as far as working at home, I have a four-hour block, which means whatever I need to do, I need to get it done within those four hours. I mean, that right there fires you up right there. So you're not just wasting your day just lollygagging, doing BS, and then you're putting stuff off and procrastinating. So it's something I picked up from my buddy Paul Reddick, and it's, pretty much how he runs his business got four hour blocks and then you're free to enjoy the rest of your day man so my thing is if you're really putting a lot of your brain chemistry to work in those four hours and then you go train later on that afternoon by the time nighttime comes all you're going to want to do is go to sleep you're not going to want to hang out and and just stay up to four or five in the morning right
1: well peter thanks a lot man always extremely informative
0: to have you on and uh,
1: thanks for your, your patience with the levity on the show. We like to do things a little <laughs> bit unconventional, as you can see. Just a little bit. So we, a little we bit. go off on tangents a little bit because you know, it keeps things interesting for us, keeps things interesting for the readers. We, we don't want to be too formal and, and, and too surgical about this kind of stuff. But people can find out more about Peter at AFPerformanceCenter.com. And by the way, the AF does not stand for ask for. That's, uh, <clears throat> that's Ken's power breathing style, AFS, if you want to learn more about that. So it's <laughs> AFPerformanceCenter.com for Peter Rouse. And yeah, you can learn more about all the stuff he offers. I mean, whenever whenever someone comes to me and they've got health issues, such as this guy who emailed me who wanted to get on my T-booster, he's got gut problems, he's got adrenal problems, he's got, I'm like, look, you need to go work with someone like Peter, man, because I don't do the consulting. I'm not qualified to do it. Oh, I actually, I am qualified to, to do it, but legally, I'm not qualified to do it. And... You just need someone who's going to do a much more comprehensive profile on you and really help you restore your health, man. Don't just buy. I mean, yeah, I want to sell my testosterone booster. I'm a businessman, but I'm not going to lie to people to sell it, nor do I feel I need to. So, I mean, my attitude is when someone like that comes to me, I send them to someone like Peter because I know he's going to do the due diligence to really help someone like that. So check out his website. Check out his lectures on YouTube. And we'll definitely have him come back again. Thanks so much, Peter. Thanks a lot, bro. you guys. We'll see you soon.
0: Take care. Thank you.
1: Take care. Okay, folks, that's going to wrap up another great show. Make sure you use coupon code LLA to get 10% off any of my nutrition supplements, any of my videos, and any of my T-shirts. And how about with
0: your stuff, Sincere? What can they get from you? And hop over to newwarriotraining.com, type in coupon code LLA, and you'll get 30% off of my digital download or physical copy of my body weight training DVD as well. And do not forget that September, you want to be a part of this Las Vegas training experience with myself, Mike, Steve Cotter, and Kim Blackburn. That's coming up, and we haven't gone live with it just yet, but you have the opportunity to get in before anyone else with a special VIP discount. All you have to do is just email Mike or myself at mike at llapodcast.com or sincere at llapodcast.com. Get on that list before we launch it on our website. And you'll get a very significant discount that other folks will not be privy to once it goes live. But you have to do that before we go live with this thing in March on our website. So get in now. Hey, this is the second time that you've heard about this. You just heard about it on our last show. So And now you're hearing about it on this show, which means it's still February, which means get on it, man. All right? So huh. hop on that and, and get at us, and we'll put you on that list. And when it's time for that link to go out, you'll get it. And you'll get in, and then you don't have to worry about. Well, you know, you got more money you can gamble with. Buy a hooker or two, or something like that, or go to the three dollar slot. If
1: you're looking for, if you're looking for a great deal on hookers, just go to the Rio Casino <laughs> because that's that, that's where it's probably gonna. That's that, that's where it'll keep you in that hundred dollars or less range. And this is from, and this is from, this is from conversations that Sincere and I overheard while hanging out there. Okay, not from us actually looking into this. But we overheard this many times when we were out there. We was here for a convention, so think about that. You want higher end to go to the cosmopolitan, but uh, you're gonna have to put a you're gonna, have, you're gonna have end. to put a crowbar in your wallet and, <laughs> <laughs> and get your get your American Express
0: black card out to cover that. <laughs> so on that note, come on, come on. <laughs> look here. Don't don't go buying any hookers, and if you do, don't tell us about it because we will have to crack jokes about you. So, yeah, whatever whatever
1: whenever, whenever, yeah, whatever they people say, you know, you need someone to confide in. No, you not. Some things are not worth confiding <laughs> to anyone in because if you if you really want to keep a lie under wraps, then you can't have any liabilities such as anyone out there knowing about it.
0: All right. <laughs> Especially two guys like us who love to have some type of fodder for our podcast <laughs> yeah guys, so,
1: guys are worse than any women when it comes to gossip
0: about this guy's stuff, man. like
1: someone tells you something about your friend the first thing you're gonna do is be like dude you're not gonna believe what i just heard man you know? so it's like yeah keep that stuff to yourself if you plan to go down that road
0: <laughs> so, yeah there you go folks so yeah go ahead <laughs> hit us up come hang out with us in september it's gonna be truly i mean come on if you if you're enjoying this podcast can you imagine two days worth of of this along with great training Great programming, all that thrown together and again it's Las Vegas, baby. So it's great what hanging
1: out opportunities because the thing about workshops that people like the most is that one on one time they get with you. In between, maybe yep. during the break, maybe at dinner at the at the group dinner after the courses where they get to sit next to you at dinner and just talk to you about whatever and get a couple photos taken. People love that stuff, man. And yep. And we make ourselves available. We're not those trainers where when we finish teaching, we get in our limo and we're gone until the next day. You know, we're going to stick around and take photos with people. We're going to hang out at dinner. I mean, we, we're always available for that kind of stuff. So it's, it's going to be it. one of those things where you're going to have access to all of us to have a good time, man. And so, I mean, if, if you love the show, if you love our work, it's a no-brainer that you'd want to come out to this course. And, again, this is not something we're going to take on the road. We're not going to do this in Iowa next, at the month after our – new york city this is a one-time thing but i'm done with workshops you know this is my probably my last year teaching workshops i mean i'm going to do a couple in australia and then that's it man like i said last year i'm done with this whole thing so i'm going to do a workshop when it's exciting like with with sincere ken and steve in september but i'm not we're not taking this on the road we're not coming to arizona or ohio or michigan (laughs) this is going to be a one-time thing and so make sure you get out to this course. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun, too. To. It's cheap to stay in, and it's a fun time to be here. So it's, it's, it's a no-brainer, man. Get out to this course.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing. September in Vegas. They're, they're dying for you to come out there, and you can get top-notch hotels weather. for yeah. cheap. You know, for cheap. You can probably get in a good four-star for probably less than 100 bucks. Who knows? Especially in September because it's a slow season for them. That's why we chose this time of the year. We're, trying, we're looking out for you. So come on. What are you waiting on? So there you go. So just hit us up, Mike at LLAPodcast.com, Sincere at LLAPodcast.com. Get on that VIP list. We'll hit you up with that link. Get you in. We're going to have fun in September, and that's all we've got to say about that. So until the next show, people, keep those great reviews coming. Keep passing along the show, and we'll see each and every one of you next time. Take care, everybody. Take care, everyone.